wellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to A Quirky Journey, the healthy family podcast with your hosts, Joe Witten and Fuad Kassab. Hello, everyone. Welcome to A Quirky Journey. This is Joe, your host, and I'm really excited to be back for the year. So we've had a bit of a break um, over the holidays. School holidays finish next week, so thought we'd better get the podcast up and going again. Um, we decided to have a good long break over Christmas this year because last year was totally crazy, and um, I counted up how many cities we visited, and it was 17 <laughs> last year, plus a few bits and pieces extra, plus you know all the online stuff and the podcasts and the. Um, yeah, we've done a lot last year. So Fuad and I have been having a big long break. Um, he's not back yet, but I thought I'll go ahead and get the podcast started and get a few recorded because I'm off to Spain and Paris. <laughs> so I haven't quite finished my holidays. I'm having a little bit of work in between and then, um, going away with my two eldest kids. Um, they've been learning Spanish for a couple of years or a few years and, um, so we decided we'd go to Spain and do some practice um, and just have a bit of a mum and kids getaway. So it's going to be a great fun. We're doing a road trip around South Spain and um, visiting friends in Paris. So it's going to be really exciting. So I'll be away um, from the 1st of February until the 20th and then I'll be back. But I thought I'll get a couple of podcasts up for you guys um, for while I'm away and um, so that you can you know, start listening again. I've had a few people say, oh, we miss your podcast. So but we better get started. So it's been um, really good to have a big long break though. And I hope you guys all had some time off over Christmas and over the school holidays and um, got to get away and just relax a bit. Um, we've had, uh, uh, let's see, we've had lots of rain up here. We've had some cyclones off the coast and all that fun stuff up here in far north Queensland. And um, the weather's actually been pretty cool lately, but I've heard that down south it's been super hot, so I hope you're all surviving. Um, we've got on the Facebook page, I've been sharing a few recipes that um, you guys might like to have a look at if you're getting ready for back to school. So getting some meals in the freezer for um, the busy days ahead. And also some lunchbox and snack ideas for the kids' lunchboxes. So that won't be long before, I think it'll be next week here, but I'm not sure about other states. Um, so kids back to school and you'll need to be thinking about all of that again. Um, we've got coming up some exciting things. So this is, as I've mentioned, um, probably, oh, I'm not sure if I mentioned it in a podcast, but online I've mentioned it a fair bit, that this is Quirky Cooking's 10th year. So it's pretty exciting. Actually, this is the 11th year because 10th, we just, we just had our 10th birthday. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, on Boxing Day. So this year we've got some exciting things planned and we will be having a bit of a quirky 10th birthday celebration competition with some awesome prizes that you can win. But that will be after I get back from Spain. So stay tuned. There's exciting things coming for you guys. Um, so meanwhile, settle in and have a listen to this podcast. It's a really good one. Um, I interviewed Sharon from The Functional Family and the um, links to her website and Facebook and Instagram are in the show notes. And um, Sharon has, she, she reminds me of myself in a lot of ways. Um, she's learnt about her kids, um, how to help her children with ADHD. She's learnt this all herself by researching and talking to professionals, but also just through the everyday living of it. And she's really found strategies over the last 10 years. She's worked out strategies and ways to support her children um, just by experimenting herself and figuring it out. And um, she's just so practical because you know you'll go to you know maybe you'll go to a practitioner and get a diagnosis for ADHD but then you don't know what to do next and she really gives awesome practical advice for how you can support your children and how you can support yourselves as parents because I know it gets very overwhelming when you've got special needs kids 
um, kids with anxiety, um, kids that are struggling um, at school, struggling with um, being overwhelmed, struggling with self-esteem, struggling with all the things that these kids struggle with. And um, parents can feel quite alone and overwhelmed. And so this program that Sharon's put together is really, really helpful. And I think you're going to get a lot of um, good advice from this podcast. And I hope you'll go and check out her website. And um, I'm really thankful to have found Sharon. I was recommended her um, through a mutual friend who's a naturopath. And um, yeah, it's been great chatting to her. We've had lots of chats offline as well. So um, enjoy the podcast. And I hope you get lots out of it. And um, I'll be back in two weeks with another podcast that is also, um, I feel sort of moving on from this into more of the diet side of things, how to work on um, helping kids with special needs who are really fussy eaters and um, what steps you can take to help them eat better. And that one will be with an occupational therapist. So that'll be in a fortnight's time. So every fortnight on a Friday, tune in and um, subscribe to us on iTunes or um, whatever podcast um, app you use on your phone and then you can download it to listen to later. Okay, thank you so much everybody and I hope you have a great week. Hello everyone and welcome to Sharon from The Functional Family. So good to have you with me Sharon. Thank you, yes I'm so excited to be here. Thanks Joe. Well, we've been having a little chat before we um, went on air and Sharon's been telling me about what she does, but I said, well, just wait and tell everyone else. So, <laughs> um, Can you tell us what you do at The Functional Family? Uh, yes, of course. So The Functional Family is basically a website that offers online courses for parents that are struggling. So at the moment, our focus is very much about uh, our Calming the Chaos course, which is for parents that of children that have ADHD, ADD or anxiety. So it's about um, the, gra the grassroots base level sort of stuff, like how do you get the child out of the house for the school day, mm -hmm. um, meal planning, organising the home, visual cues, all that sort of stuff just to help the families. Our aim is to bring back joy for these families who may be struggling under the pressures of this. Yeah, so that's, that's so, basically what we do. That's <laughs> so good because I know when we first started having struggles with Isaac with the anxiety and the OCD. Um, I remember he was about, well, I guess you can see things all through their childhood when you go, when you understand what's going on. But I remember mm. when he was about 11 and we'd, we'd always homeschooled and then we decided to try putting them in school a couple of days a week at the private school that we homeschooled through. And mm. that it did my head in trying to get him out the door. He couldn't even get his socks on. He couldn't, like it was tears every morning. It was so stressful. And we eventually, after two terms, gave up and went back to homeschooling. Mm -hmm. So I'm really interested to hear, um, you know, all these strategies that you have. But maybe you could start off with telling us your story and how you got into this. Okay. So um, it is a really a passion project for me, um, this the functional family, because uh, I married a guy that has a very severe ADHD. Mm. Um, so severe, he was banned from the classrooms, never got invited to a birthday party. Yeah. Um, just absolutely, his mum's memory of school for him was sewing buttons back up on his shirt after fighting the whole day. <laughs> um, oh, so awesome. he had a very <laughs> intense, um, you know, childhood with this ADHD. And, you know, back in the day, it wasn't very um, understood either. Um, so I married this man who is incredibly brilliant and uh, wonderful but, you know, has incredibly severe ADHD. Obviously and, he um, learnt to cope as an adult. And he, so, he does. Yeah. He does. He's, he's learnt to manage it and sort of mask yeah. it um, fairly well um, but he still very much has mm -hmm. ADHD. He only has right. two modes. There's like incredibly hyperactive mode or sleep. Oh. <laughs> There's no in-between. Yeah. Um, and then we went on to have three little boys together. And uh, the eldest of mine has uh, ADHD and learning difficulties as well. So when I had my son, I quickly identified that he had ADHD. He was just so much like my husband that it was just, it was just, they're just two peas in a pod. Yeah. Um, and I looked at the statistics and, you know, and we went to the pediatrician and we got told that he was four times more likely to commit suicide. Oh. He was going to, you know, four times more likely to commit crime, end up in jail, become an addict. Mm. And I just decided right then and there 
that under no circumstances was any of those statistics going to apply to my beautiful little boy. Oh. And um, so I, what followed was 10 years of obsessive research for me and trial and error. Mm. And we must have spent about 25000 in medical costs. And, you know, I, I was just going to beat this. I was going to, I was going to fix him. And, um, and, you know, it was, it was this big process for me and as a family as well to, um, to help him become functional. And, uh, and what we ended up with was a sort of a pr procedures as a family to help us all function better with two members that have such high um, levels of ADHD. So we, we, we developed ways to become functional and happy. It's not perfect, but we became functional and happy. And that's why I wanted to help other people do mm. the same. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, I think you were saying to me earlier that when you first when you first got married and, you know, started your own family, you didn't understand. How did you learn about ADD, ADHD? Um, like, did well, you know about it before you married your husband or were you sort I of... I had um, been exposed to it a little bit. My brother has, um, well, was treated for ADD as a mm -hmm. child uh, and I did used to nanny a little boy that had ADHD. Ah. So I had a little bit of background and these people seem to gravitate towards me yeah. and I, 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 kind of, I kind of love them. You know, I think yeah. that... Um, ADHD understanding yes, of them, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I, I don't know why, but um, it's just it's just something that um, has kind of gravitated towards me throughout my life, mm. and um, I feel that they're really misunderstood. It's a, yes. it's a neurological condition that is really understood, and I just want to I want to increase awareness and fight for these guys. I mean, in the hunter and gatherer days, these guys would have been celebrated. They would have been mm. the leaders of the pack. You know, <laughs> they would have. They would have had the energy and hyper-focus to, to be the best hunters ever. But in yeah. today's world where we're expecting them to be quiet and sit down and, like, be Fit sedentary in. all the time, yeah, <laughs> they're, they're struggling and they need our understanding. And so that's what I want to bring to the world is, is how to understand these, yeah. these magical people. Yeah. And what do you find is the most, um, like, the best part of this when you see their personality and how ADHD affects their character hat what do you love the most about them uh well they're brilliant you know all you've got to do is find the bit where they're interested the, the things that they're interested in and yeah. once they have something that they're interested in they can hyper focus and they can be truly magical like i've watched my husband build a truck with his bare hands you know Whoa. he can just he's <laughs> just able to do that he he never has read a manual in his life but is just instinctually able to do these things yeah. um my my son could ride a motorbike with no training wheels from two because what? that's what he was interested in. You know, like yeah. absolutely incredible if, if you can find the thing that they're interested in. So and once they find that, the, their determination to succeed in that area just helps them yeah. to be brilliant at it. Yes, we've just got to nurture the things that they're interested in because then they are able to focus, you know, because ADHD doesn't mean they can't focus on anything. No. It just means that they, they can, they're limited about what they can focus on. So they, they've got to find the stuff that they're passionate about and then they can focus. And, um, and is it sort of like, um, is it sort of like kids on the spectrum where if there's too much sensory input, they just feel overloaded? Is yes. it like so, that overwhelm thing with too many things? Yes. So uh, a lot of the Calming the Chaos course is about um, the three things that we really suggest is routine is number mm. one, which we'll probably talk about later. Yeah. Um, minimalism. So becoming a practical minimalist. So having too mm. much sensory input in their rooms, in your home, uh, in the classroom can mm. really be quite distracting for them. Mm. Uh, and also high intensity exercise. So mm. we, there's a lot of studies out there that show that high intensity exercise is just as effective as, med as medication for treatment. ADHD so we want to encourage that as well yeah. this is fascinating to me because my my brother my little brother was um diagnosed ADHD when he was little and he's the you know he was the crazy kid running around hyper all that kind of thing um mm. did not do well at school with his grades but when he um, went off to TAFE and started studying business he just took off and it was like mm. he found his niche and now he's a very successful businessman. And um, it's really interesting to me to see how he does that, you know, that focusing in. And I've got another son, sorry, I mean, I have a son who, my eldest son who um, he's never been diagnosed, but I'm pretty sure he is ADHD and he, mm. um, 
he's the same, so much similar to my brother. Mm. Um, and the thing that really helped him as a teenager and as a child and teenager was playing soccer. So that's mm. that high intensity. And he always wanted a routine. Like he would ask me from the time he was really small, he would say, what is happening next? I need to know, can you write a list? What's happening today? You know, where are you going to be? Where am I going to be? What time is this? Like he wanted that routine. And mm. I really noticed that with him that that's how he coped best. So they do. They really yeah. do. They, the routine is just incredibly important. And because behind ADHD is often a huge base note of anxiety Yes, and they, they are worried about looking different. Yeah. And so they, oh, they, yes, it was always his biggest struggle. His biggest yes, they, yeah, they, they want to know routine. They want to know what's happening after that. They want to know what's happening so they can actually protect themselves. It's like mm, a, it's a coping wow. mechanism. Um, and, and also because their brains are quite chaotic, you know, I can imagine it's yeah. like having a computer with lots of tabs open. Yes. Um, you know, there's well, a lot of, like that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so they, they want to have that routine and what, and part of the course is setting up that routine so that one activity automatically flows into another and they're not using the brain space to try and remember what to do. You know, that it just kind of happens automatically and yeah. it's so it's so so important for these kids that they have that routine I mean my son even as a baby if you switched around um you did bath time before yeah. you know we used to do bath time before dinner and then if you switch that around he just couldn't he could he was unsettled the whole night yeah. you know he needs that routine he needs to know yeah. what's happening it comforts him that routine consistency makes him feel safe I found and so that. that's why it's important yeah. I found that with my babies as well and toddlers. Like I stuck to quite a strict routine and, um, you know, I had flexibility in there, but I found that that, like, we all coped so much better if we had that regular routine. Um, yes. And I think it is, for most people, it really helps, especially ADHD. Can I just ask what's the difference that you see with girls and boys with ADHD? Is there much of a difference? Um, well, it can, it can do. I mean, mostly um, ADHD is a is the, the rates are higher for boys, yeah. but that doesn't mean that uh, girls can can't have it either. Uh, it affects roughly one in twenty Australians. Now, that figure I don't believe is very accurate because a lot of of that is undiagnosed. Yeah, I was thinking uh, and, that. Yeah, but we do see that it's roughly increasing by about five percent each year. Right. Um, girls. There's two different sorts of ADHD. There's two different categories. Um, there's inattentive or hyperactive. So that's ADD versus ADHD. Yeah. Um, but the most common presentation is combined type, which is a mixture of the both yeah. of both of those. Um, so girls, it, it can be exactly the same as boys. Really, they can have the hyperactivity, the inattention, the impulsivity, um, and then or, or they can ha just have the inattentive type, which the inattentive is more likely to go under the radar. Because yeah. um, the hyperactive ones are the ones that are climbing the roof and, you know, they get the diagnosis a lot earlier. That's it. That's the ones you yeah. often see as little boys and you think, oh, yep, there's one. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's, I'm, that's, I'm just wondering yeah. if, if that, um, you know how little boys are sort of like that anyway, most of them? They're sort of yes. into they're, everything. They're coming, like you have yeah. a, a, baby, a baby girl and then you have a boy and it's like, oh, my goodness, they're so different. <laughs> And I'm just well, wondering how that little girls do that sort of stuff That's too. True. But yeah, yeah, it's 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 the point for boys of what's a normal little boy versus what's an yeah. ADHD boy. And I mean, I have three boys, yeah. and I can tell you that my ADHD one stands out way more than the other two. Like the other two are very, very active, but so, he just goes that step further every single time. He can't control his behaviour, um, so he. Yeah, he's just um, so uh, impulsive. Okay. Like he doesn't write right. about things before he does things. He has yeah. no, um, you know, he has no stop button. He always has to take it that step, that next step above. <laughs> you know, it's, it's quite obvious to me. And is it the um, hyper than crash thing, like you were saying with your husband, sort of that? Yes. Does he, yeah. and does he sleep well as well? Uh, so, look, so sometimes, I mean, I, I tend to think of ADHD as a, having a really fast engine in a car, yeah. but yeah. then having bike brakes right okay. so you, you've got, they've got these really powerful engines and they <laughs> rev really high um but then they, they can't brake very well that's a really um, good analogy <laughs> <laughs> um so uh what what they do and and one of the things that we talk about in calming the chaos is about um calming up like they they kind of rev up to calm down it's mm. really it's a really interesting process so whereas other kids would sort of like um calm down to go to sleep you almost watch the adhd ch child rev up to go to sleep and it's a crash. really, 
Yes. Yeah. They, they kind of, their body kind of sends them like revs them up their engine and their engines run really fast. Um, so, so that's how you know they're tired. Yes. Yeah. They get, they get, they almost speed up and they become clumsy and they, they, right. they go high, almost more hyperactive. That um, does remind me so much of my eldest son. He used to be like, he'd be full blast. And then suddenly you'd find him asleep on the floor next to where I was vacuuming. Yes. Like yeah, and these that. are the ones that really scream to go to sleep oh, too. He like, did. He really he screamed so it. much yeah. as a baby. <laughs> yeah. oh, well, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's mm. it's super interesting, and that's what it. I mean, there's such a misconception about ADHD in general yeah. um, that it's just a lack of discipline or it's a naughty yeah. child, and uh, I just can't stand it, you know. And no. I, what I feel for is the parents. Like, I I, I generally believe that that children the ADHD can be managed quite well, but yeah. what I what I want to do is I want to support the parents that are dealing with this issue because mm. I think that there is just such a lack of support there for the parents. So you go to the pediatrician, you get this hefty diagnosis, you get told all these awful things, and then what? What what do you then you walk out the door with this child with and this you, great burden on your shoulders not yes. what to do with it. Yeah, and and so we went through, you know, we're just trying everything, just trying to find this support. And so that's what I want to do. I want to help the parents in the actual home. You know, how do we create the home environment that that is going to nurture these children? How do we protect their self-esteem? Because we know that that's something that takes a huge hit for the ADHD kids. Um, You know, like I I want to help the parents safeguard all that sort of stuff. And it really does start with the parents. It's how the parents manage this disorder um, that you know, that, that makes or breaks the ADHD yeah. kid, you know, it's, it's, the parents are exhausted and they're, they're oh. so many on the Facebook groups are just surviving. Yeah, um, they're I just know, living day to day. Yeah. So and what I, would, I, sorry, you go. No, I was just going to say, it's, it's just, it's not good enough to just survive in life. Like this is our one shot. We have to be happy, you know, like, yeah. you know, we have to be functioning mm-hmm. and, um, and that's what, that's what I want to do. That's my passion is to help other, other parents because I've been through it and I live it every day, just like they mm-hmm. are. And, um, and I know that it can be better. I yeah. really do. That's yeah. so good. So when someone comes to you or when they begin your program, what would be the first steps that you would give them to start working on? Okay, so what we do is we take them through, um, basically they get an email every day and they get um, an action step every day. And I try not to overwhelm them with Mm. too much content because I know that these are the parents that are struggling. You know, these are the parents that are already overwhelmed. So we go through some general information, you know, questions to ask your pediatrician, how to find a good occupational therapist, how to talk to your teachers about your child, um, because that can be a big problem for parents, you know, not getting involved in the school, getting negative feedback from teachers and things like that. So we go through all of that side of things. Mm -hmm. And then we start introducing routines. We look at the parents, we want to get the parents modeling the correct behavior first. uh, And then so the parents start routine, like routine um, in their own lives and then we introduce it into the children and we call it creating an organisational buffer so that no matter what crazy stuff is going on in your house and there will be crazy stuff, you know, like my son's like, you know, doing really out there things, you, you can handle it better if you are organised and you know that you've got dinner on the table and your, your yeah. other kids are your bath and everything. You, you, you've got more energy to deal with those big so outbursts true. and the meltdowns and things. Like yeah. um, if, if the parents have that sense of calm, then it has a beautiful flow-on effect for all the children mm. and, and we stop feeding into that. ADHD kids are sensory-seeking, yeah. so they're wanting big reactions from us all the time. They want us to get worked up because that's the level that they, that's what they're seeking. And mm. whether it's positive or negative, they want the big reaction. So what we want to do is give them the big reaction for the positive stuff and not the negatives because oh, we don't want to feed good. the wrong beast. Yeah, we don't want to feed. We don't want to feed the the negative beast because that's that's what they'll bring to the table if they're getting that reaction um, from us all the time. So we we talk about setting up and modelling the correct behaviours a lot of the time. We even go into things like laundry and like yep. creating a laundry schedule. And we want the, the ADHD kids to they have problems with forward planning, so mm-hmm. we want them to be able to lay out their clothes for the week and think about okay, is Friday sports day? Like okay, let's get the Friday uniform out. You know, we're we're trying to teach them these life skills yeah. because right. Right now we're treating a child that has at the acute stage that can't get their shoes on for school. Mm-hmm. But in, in the future, and this is something that we've all got to be aware of, is these are the adults that aren't going to be able to hold a job because they can't get to work on time. Yeah. You know, so we want to, we want to give them these skills when they're young so that they can manage it better as an adult. Oh, that's you know, good. so Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's, it's all about the basic stuff, like the routine, keeping the house tidy and minim- like, you know, we call it practical minimalism. Decluttering. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, decluttering, mm. school bags, organisation, getting the kids to put their things in the school bag the night before, um, what to do if your child has a meltdown, um, you know, how to, you know, bring back family dinners and things like that so that your child feels connected with the family. Yeah. Um, there's, there's so much, you know, even like how to survive car trips, with an ADHD child, mm, because yeah, <laughs> um, that can be a uh, you know an intense exercise. Oh and, yeah, um, it a lot of it just comes down to being super organised and mm-hmm. ha, ha, you know predicting problems. And so if you can predict that your child has a problem in grocery shops and things like that, you know you can create strategies. A lot of it's about visual aids and planning it out with the child beforehand, asking the child what do you want me to do if your brain gets overloaded here? Like what what can I do to help you if you have a meltdown? Oh, that's really good. And, and if you ask the child, they're more likely to take ownership of whatever solution yeah. that they provide. You know, it's, it's really, really clever. And I've been working with, you know, um, doctors and o- occupational therapists and things like that to create this program because I just, I, I just think that, that this is the information that parents need to know about. You know, it's how to survive it, how to make your life easier on a day-to-day basis because these, it's, it's a struggle. It and really I think is. when you're in the midst of it, and you're so overwhelmed and you're barely surviving each day, you just can't think of all these strategies. And so it's so good to have it there. Like you say, an email, okay, today I'm going to work on this. Someone someone there to remind you until it becomes a habit. It's so good. And it's just little steps every day. So we just do like one action step. And I do, I provide everyone with all the visual cues and the routines and I'm taking all the work out of it. Yeah. So that... That's a lot yes. of organising just to do all that. <laughs> well, it's, it's a little change every day that lead up to the big change because that's where the magic happens, you know. It's, it's, it's the li- lots of little things for these parents that, that create this beautiful, beautiful change. And then, you know, once the parents are calmer, you watch what, how the kids behave. Like if you've got yeah. more energy to deal with your child, it's just, it's, it's beautiful, it's magic. You know, like my son still has meltdowns, he still freaks out, you know, but we, I'm in a place that is better to handle it. I'm not, I'm not reacting to everything. Um, you know, I've got, I've got, um, like an internal strategy going on so I can actually take a step back not get involved in that behavior and deal with it on a calmer level, you know, not freak out next to him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Not burst into tears as well. (laughs) Yes. And not say things that you regret because that's often what happens. You know, you watch this behavior and and some of it is unacceptable and um, and it's a lot of judging that comes along with other parents, oh, of course, um, yeah. you, you know, with with children with this behaviour. And you know, but once once you have these things in place and you have that organisational buffer and you're in your routine and, and you know things are going sort of semi smoothly most of the time, you can <laughs> you, you've got the you've got the strength to yeah. to deal with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah so good, super exciting. Yeah, so that's where you you work with the routines first, kind of thing, and mm-hmm. then. Um, what was the other thing you mentioned? There was three. So there's, there's three. So there's routines, um, then practical minimalism. So we look at the home. We go through everything for the strategies for running a house with, when you have a child with ADHD because we really want to model those behaviours and we want to clear we want to clear the house up so there's not too much stimulation going on mm-hmm. um, and make sure the house is running very smoothly. So we look at meal planning. We look at, um, you know, like where do you put your school bags and organisation and all that and, you know, laying the clothes out and all that sort of stuff. And then we, then we talk about, um, you know, that rigorous exercise as well. We look at after-school activities. We talk about over-scheduling of children, mm. screen time, that sort of stuff because yeah. a screen time is one of the biggest issues yeah. uh, you ask most pediatricians that, that kids are facing today and particularly for ADHD children because it's instant gratification yeah. and, um, and, and their ability to hyper-focus. They're all hyper-focusing on the screen time Screens, yeah um yeah so and it makes you know, it just, easier for the parents i guess because they're like well good they're out of my hair yes yes yeah so you know we, we talk about everything that you would come across as a parent of a child mm-hmm. with adhd and we're just looking at you know little life hacks uh, our ultimate goal is to make the parents life easier yeah. and then you know we're not really treating the child other than with visual cues. We're, tr- we're really just helping the parents. And I think that is where the magic happens because, you know, the, it's that flow on effect. Oh, of course. And, yeah. It's got to start with the parents. Yeah. 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 And these, these are the guys that are having the worst time of it, you know, and, yeah. and, um, and, you know, sh- these kids are magical, but we just got to, we've got to be able to give them the tools so they can show us that, yes. you know, it's, yeah. 
yeah, support them in the right way. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, a lot of this stuff I um, worked out, oh, it's just like, you know, things come into your life and you go, oh, yeah, that would be really good. When I actually had my first baby, I was given a book that talked about how the importance of having routines for children and how to put a flexible routine into place in your family right from the time they're really small and how to work that out as they grow and, you know, expanding mm-hmm. the freedom as they get older and um, helping them to um, take ownership of, of mm. their, you know, um, their responsibilities and, um, you know, giving them more freedom as they show responsibility. And um, so I really worked on that with my kids and I'm so glad I did because I think like, especially with my son and with Isaac, with all their, you know, probably ADHD for Simeon and, um, the OCD and anxiety for Isaac, I think I would have been in a much worse place if I hadn't mm. put that foundation in. Mm. Um, yes. And so yeah. thankfully I found that um, mm. when they were young. And also the, I don't know if you remember, there was, I think she's still around, there's a um, website called Fly Lady. Have you heard of her? No, I haven't. Oh, I haven't. it's an American one. And when the kids were little, I used her um website a lot and it talks about putting routines into place for kids and so you'd have things like a um you know you'd you'd work out like you said planning for the next day putting your clothes Mm. out for school for the next day and your books and and that would all be laid out the night before and you'd have you know your routine each day and that just helped so much so I can really see yeah um you know I think most people I talk to don't do that with their kids Mm. um not in a really structured way Um, unless they've been taught that from somebody. So I think it's such a good thing that you're doing because it does make a gigantic difference. And I would, you know, I would have friends say to me, how do you get so much done in the mornings? And it was only because we had these routines in place and um, you just, you do, you just get more done. Like you do. I could have meal cooked for dinner, you know, around breakfast time I'd have breakfast and dinner cooked or things like that because you were working on keeping that routine going um but yeah I, mean, I think it's important for all children but it it's, really it's just highlighted more when you have ADHD because they do yeah. they are so comforted by that they routine. cope so much better with it yeah yes. can you tell us um so when you've been developing this program have you worked with any other kids yourself or basically it's just based on your own family or it is based on my own family, but I have, um, as I said, you know, I, I, ADHD people seem to know, I think the universe throws these yeah. things at you. And they <laughs> seem to navigate. I think every child in my street has ADHD. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, like I, that I, woman lives there in this street <laughs> of our house here. <laughs> it's really amazing. But, but, um, you know, I've, I've, what, what it came about, because um, parents came into my home and then they were saying, oh, you know, I think this would, you know, you know, friends of um, family, friends and things, oh, I think this would help us, you know, like yeah. what is it that you're doing here? What's this chart about? Um, and, and they'd see all our visual cues everywhere and, and our charts and everything and ask questions about it and then, and then want to copy it and yeah. want to be a part of it. And so, um, I mean, they are based on, um, you know, I've worked a lot, a lot with an occupational therapist yeah. who has ADHD himself and, um, and he's amazing. Uh, they are based on that, but really I can only say that, that it's based on my family's experience and, um, and just trial and error. You know, this has been 10 years in the making yeah. of, of just running experiments yep. on my two ADHD. <laughs> um, you know, I, I even messed up the house. I'm, I let the house go to absolute chaos oh, right? really? and, and watched what they, what their behavior was like and what their body movements were like. And then, and then compared it with, um, with what it was like when it was nice and clear and ordered, ordered. Yeah. And it was incredible. My husband yeah. was like a caged animal oh. in the messy house. He couldn't like, he couldn't, he wanted to get outside. He couldn't stand being in the room. Yeah. Uh, and his body language was all jerky and he, um, he, was, he was everywhere. Like his thoughts were bouncing, you know, from one thing to the other versus when it's nice and calm yeah. and when everything's ordered, you know, he's able to relax a little bit more. It's, re- it's really interesting. It's, you know, brain stuff that I'll never understand. But, you know, like 
it's spoofing. You've seen it work practically. And this is what I love. You know, you can go to university and learn all this stuff from a book and from a lecturer, but when you're living it, I think it's, you can so powerfully help other people. Well, um, most, most parents know that routine is important, right? We yeah. all get told it. Like, yeah. you know, but what we don't get told is how to integrate that exactly. into everyday life. And exactly. that's what this is about. How, yeah. how do you do it every day? Like, how do you, it's what no good like? to have <laughs> Yeah, it's no good to have a routine on a child's wall, but no one ever looks at it. Exactly. You yeah, know, we we need to integrate it into everyday life. Like it and needs I, to be second nature. And I know one mistake I've made in the past was getting too um, oh, ambitious with my routine, and I'd have this routine that was planned out for like every fifteen minutes up on the wall, yeah. and after two days it was too hard, and nobody did it. So. Um, learning to have that flexibility and to to build it in a um, doable way. So I'm sure that's yes. what you're helping people do. Well, yeah, I mean, there, there, there has to be flexibility. Life isn't yeah. all structure. No. Um, but what, what you've got to do, and this is what is incredibly important for the parents, we always talk about modelling the correct behaviour. So we yeah. say to them, you know, like this is, okay, this is what's happened. You know, now we need to stop this and do this. Um, and, you know, you're showing them how to react yeah. when things don't go to plan. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. You know, use, using visual cues is, is incredibly powerful. So say, um, you know, if you have to go to the butcher, the baker, the fruit shop and the post office, mm-hmm. you know, what I will do is I have a pen and paper in my car mm-hmm. and I'll draw a big circle, I'll draw a little house and I'll have like write down butcher, baker, like an arrow is going to each one. Oh. Then I'll get my son to hold it and I'll say, you're in charge of this list, buddy. So, you you know, make sure that we go to all the stops and, um, and you know, I write down what we need to get at each place. Yeah. Um, so then he sees the big circle going back to home. Oh, that's um, so and- good. Yeah, and I pretend that I forget where we're going all the time, so I'm very forgetful. So I, say, <laughs> I say to him, oh, what's that next stop? Where are we going? Like, Xavier, where are we going? And he's like, oh, it's the butcher next. And so we're, and all of that is just training his brain that what he's going to have to do when he's older to sequence things, you know. Yeah. He, he's going to have to, you know, plan out so that he doesn't just go to one stop, forget everything and come home. Yes. You know, he's, we're, we're encouraging him to plan it out. And we're also showing him that we are coming back home. Like these are the stops that we have to I make. really love that. Just that. Yeah. That's such a good tip right there, making it a circle going back to home, not just a list. Yes, yeah. You just draw, draw it out. Little pictures takes two seconds, but gosh, it saves on the meltdowns. Because, you, you know, go. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I'm getting excited. That, <laughs> so, do, so do I. But, you know, it's, um, it, it's just about, you know, giving him that visual map. He's a very visual child. Mm. You know, we're showing him that we're coming home. We're showing him the stops. It, I'm giving him control of it because he's ticking it off as we're going. Yes. And, uh, and I'm prompting him all the time. What are we doing next, buddy? You know, like, um, you know, can, what, you know, remind mummy what we're doing next. And, and, um, and it just, it saves on so much, uh, on so much drama because he's, because a minute takes like hours for ADHD <laughs> kids. Yeah. So you're, you're really planning it out for him. Yeah. And do you find that they're quite visual? Because I have with mine. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think that that's how they learn yeah. better and how they cope Same. better. And it's just about the messages going, the brain, like the pathways. I think someone explained it to me as if you know, when you write something down, they've got to think about what those words mean and, and it bounces back and forth a few times. Yeah. But if you've got pictures, it's kind of like they don't have to think about it too much. Yeah. 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 I think that. Yeah, I've really noticed that with Simi that if he's like if I've taught him something with drawing it out, he'll get it. Yeah, if it's if it's an abstract concept, no, it'll take forever. (laughs) So yeah, there's different ways of teaching them as well because I've found this with homeschooling. It's um, they have a different way to learn. Yes. Yeah. Well, yes, you would. I mean, that's amazing in my eyes. Like that, you can homeschool your children and like I think that's absolutely incredible <laughs> well an, an occupational therapist um who knows us really well said to me um it's actually really good that you did homeschool him because he wouldn't have been at school he would have just been outside the box and he would have mm. had a really hard time but because I could spend that one-on-one time with him it was it was good it was really good but yeah it wasn't easy mm. yeah of course he was the one that took you know the the others he probably took twice as long to learn to read mm. um, and yes. it was all, you had to find different strategies for him. So, mm. yeah, just, yeah, I always had the idea that he probably had ADHD, but I didn't 
you know, go and get a diagnosis because like you were saying, I felt like, well, you go to the doctor, you get the diagnosis and then what? I mean, mm. I'm still going to have to figure out how to work with him as an individual, whether he has yeah. a diagnosis or not. But um, I love what you're doing because for those parents who go, well, okay, yeah, we've got this diagnosis, but what do we do now? They've just got the tools right there with your program. Yeah, so, I mean, there is some benefit to having a formal diagnosis oh, in, when, yeah. if they're going to conventional school because yeah. they get extra time and, right. and, yeah. and things like that and, and movement breaks and, and the school oh, can really okay. work with them. Um, but if you're homeschooling, you know, there really isn't, you know, it's not I, quite the same. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not, not quite the same. You've got, and I didn't you know, have to, I was much about it back then anyway, so it was kind of like a vague thing to me <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's and it's also been really um interesting to see the effect that diet has on mm. him so what do you find with that side of things we have um heavily experimented with diet we've done you know um fail safe rpa gaps mm-hmm. um you know we've we've done a, a lot in terms of diet yeah. uh, and i constantly uh, i have no doubt that preservatives additives yeah coloring and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. It just, it's, it's really quite remarkable yeah. how much modern food plays a part in these mm. behaviours. Um, and uh, we do touch on this in the course about taking these things out. I mean, my, my priority at this stage of the game for parents that have a child with this diagnosis is to really keep an open mind about all different treatment options and to explore things about where explore everything because um you know depending on where your child sits in the spectrum and adhd is almost never just adhd it's adhd coupled with learning disabilities or autism or tourette's or you know it's all on this Mm -hmm. or being gifted you know it's all on the same spectrum you've got to find out what what works for your child Um, undoubtedly for xavier colorings preservatives and things like that play a role i can i can see it his whole body morphs into like this monster of like um you know of of intensity when he has these things Mm. um i'm often caught between wanting him to feel you know not wanting him to feel too different in social circumstances because he already feels different Mm -hmm. um and then but i i we do keep a really tight rein in the things that i can control so we eat we eat organic food um Mm -hmm. we don't have any preservatives colors things like that yeah. uh, it's a very much a whole food diet yeah. um, gluten and dairy are kept to an absolute minimum mm-hmm. um, you know it's so we we are you know very much pro just having a healthy whole healthy food. diet okay. I mean I've got an autoimmune disease so I'm very oh, much okay. yeah. um, uh, as well mm-hmm. um, you know and I can see the power of of you know what food what food you put in your mouth how it makes you feel yeah you know? Um, Do you, I don't notice with um, like vegetable oils, like when they're out and they have things with vegetables, have you noticed a change in their behaviour over the next couple of days? I haven't noticed vegetable oils as such. I mean, it's something that we don't have a huge amount of, um, but it's been more, the most striking things are colours. Like that, that is, yeah, yeah that, that is the most striking. Um, and I guess like that's that, the most obvious for me. Yeah, I guess that would be different for every child anyway. Oh, cool. I just really noticed with Simi that um, like if he goes out and has, you know, hot chips, wedges or whatever when he's out with friends, Mm. Um, I don't know if it's, I'm not really sure if it's the starchy foods and the sugars or if it's mm. the vegetable oils, but something sets him off and he'll be really anxious for a couple of days after. Mm. Well, so, this is yeah, the thing. I mean, there's every, every person. it down, but. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is. And it's so individual as well. I mean, I know myself, I can't tolerate eggs on any yeah, level. Right. Like I just, I can't. I can't, I've tried so many things to bring them back in. I know, it's incredibly bad. But, um, you know, it's so, I know, I know, I really, I really want, but, um, you know, it's so, it's, it's quite an individual thing. Yeah, and, really. um, and, and, you know, I, I really think that it's something that needs to be explored. And I don't, I don't ever want people to think that, um, you know, that, that food doesn't matter because mm. it, it does, it does yeah. matter. Um, to what, I, I don't know you know, for, for my son in particular, whether it's the whole picture though. Like I think no, that I don't think it ever is just the whole picture. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's so like, many variables to health and um, well-being and, it, and you just can't pin it down just to food, but it does make a big difference. As, oh, of course. As I, part I really of the puzzle. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's right. It's about getting the balance of lots of things. So, mm. you know, like getting sleep right, getting stress exactly. right, getting food right, getting, um, you know, getting... 
uh, routine right? You know, like there's all these these little factors that ha- it's a never one thing; it's a combination of things. You know that the, we that we have to get right. The good thing about talking about this is someone may have been working so hard on food, and mm. you know, working really hard on getting out into nature and drinking good water and being in the sunshine and exercise and all that, but they hadn't thought about something like routine or they hadn't thought mm. about something like, um, you know, one of the other things that you talk about in your program. So to that could be a missing piece of the puzzle for yeah. them. So yeah. it's, it's so good that, um, you know, you've put this together in a yeah. program. So how can people find out more about your program? I'm sure there's people listening that are dying to know. <laughs> oh, I would love for that. I'd love to be able to help these people. Yeah. It's um, www.thefunctionalfamily.com and um, the course for ADHD is called Calming the Chaos. Um, in the future, I'm working on one for um, how to run a house when you have an autoimmune disease because that's yeah. something that we know very well. Yes. Um, so I want to produce that as well. But the functional family is is the priority at the moment is about helping these families that have um you know that are affected with ADHD and mm-hmm. you know I, I really um it's something that I feel strongly about as you can probably yeah. tell Great. um I, I want these kids to be celebrated yeah you know, I, I just I just think that at the moment we're trying to push them in the background yeah and they should be brought forward they, mm-hmm. they should be which, which actually is is what they exactly should be when you put them in sports and classrooms and things. You should sit them at the front. But but in, in socially, I want them to, to be us to push them forward, to raise them up, to build up their self-esteem, to tell them yeah. how wonderful they are mm. because they truly are, you know. And, yeah, and yeah. I've found with my son, the he's very um, affected by my words or anyone's words. Mm. If I, like you said earlier about focusing on um, celebrating the good behaviour, if mm. I, even at 19... If I praise him, he just blossoms. He just does anything for you. He wants to, you know, he's happy. You know, if, if you um, give him that um, positive feedback and you're, um, you've got that, oh, you know, when you notice things that he's done and you, you know, say thank you and you say you've done a great job with that or whatever, he just really blossoms. But if you jump on him for anything, he completely crashes. And I know that that can be also a, you know, a personality thing with different kids. They, they feel loved in different ways. Um, but I think that's a really big important part of the picture too is the way you talk to them, isn't it? Yeah. The well, words, words are important, you know, and, and, you know, we, we can say, you know, especially talking about challenging behaviors in front of our kids and things like that oh you know that's mm. just him you know like and and people make dismissive remarks you know oh, he's yeah. out of control and stuff like that well no then they're not out of control they're having trouble regulating their behavior yes yeah. but you know like we, we've got to be careful about the things that we you say to our children because yeah. these these kids have huge problems with self-esteem yes like they grow up believing that they are wrong basically yeah. and so we want to make sure that we build them up and, um, you know, we, you know, I talked to you before about that suicide rate and, yeah. you know, and it's, it's, inc- it's critical that we yeah. look after their self-esteem because they, they're, they're in a world that tells them that they're broken and yeah. they're not broken. They're just different. It's a neurological difference. Yeah. Um, and they, they are quite brilliant. Um, mm. you know, and we just got to, we've got to help them find the thing that they're brilliant at. You yeah, know, that's so good. That's really encouraging. And I hope that parents out there with, um, struggling with all the overwhelm of ADHD in the mm. family will really be encouraged by this podcast because I think it's it's a really good thing that you're doing. Oh, thank you. I mean, I just my this is like my purpose, and I mm. really feel it. I, I just want to help. Oh, yeah, it's good. <laughs> and um, you know, and that's why I love what you do as well. I mean, I've followed Cookie Cooking forever. I mean, it's, it's giving people. <laughs> hope and um yeah. and you know and and practical strategies Tools. on how to improve their life yeah. yeah it's no good to just say we've got to do this and got to do this but here is here are the steps on how to do it and it's yeah it's, um you know you can make huge impact on people's lives you, you know really, that are yeah, with this really issue. one more yeah. question um yeah. for those parents listening that go yeah i really would like to do this program but I can't fit another thing in my life right now. It's so overwhelming. It's it's not a program where you have to keep up to a time schedule of do this this day, do that that day, is it? Is it kind of like you take it and do it in your own pace? So pace? what 
what we do is we try and make each step incredibly manageable. So um, it's it's a short video and an, and a little bit of text each day, then followed mm-hmm. by an action step. So what we encourage the parents to do is to sort of get up in the morning, do a quick read of whatever, or you know, watch the one minute video, and Put then it make your schedule. <laughs> yeah, and then make a plan on how they're going to action that step each day. Now they do yeah. have twelve weeks access. It's a six week course. Yeah, they've got twelve weeks access. But I've right. made sure in the very first video that I talk about um, if you need extra time, they're, let, they're welcome to let extra you know. time. Yeah. Um, oh, that's it's, yeah, it's, I don't want to add to these families overwhelm, yeah. um, but the same token, we know that when they do these steps, they're going to get more time back. Yeah. So we're gonna, they're going to feel less overwhelmed. You know, sometimes the hardest bit is just getting started. Oh, it and is. Then- <laughs> yeah. I've bought programs online before and it's like a timed thing and I yes. can't seem to get that first one done and then those times run out and then it's gone and it's like, oh. Mm. But no, no. to have that, um, like you say, you've got a bit of flexibility with the time but, yeah. yeah, it's good once you get started. Well, I want people to finish the course. That's my yeah. priority because I, I want them to get um, to get the results. You yeah. know, I know that it, I know that it works. I want I want to get them. I want to get to the stage where their fu- family is functioning better. Yeah. Um, and I want them to feel that sense that you know of that their family is functioning better and that they're happier. Yeah. Um, so I want to get them through it. So I don't want to give them forever to finish it because <laughs> I know that that's, that's usually when people don't finish anything yeah. is when they don't have any deadline. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, the same token, I don't want to add to any overwhelm. So there is, uh, you know, I'm working closely with these families and, and making sure that they are getting the results that they need to, that we're addressing issues as they come up, you know, because that, that, that's my priority. I I want these families to be functioning well. Well, that's so good. Well, thank you so much for that. And I think we'll, um, we'll finish up there, but I'll put links in the notes on the show notes for, um, everyone to click through to your site and they can go and have a read and I guess you've got Facebook Instagram yes what have you got so we've got the, the functional family on Facebook and mm-hmm. also also um, the functional family on Instagram as well oh, um, okay. so I'm always putting on free tips and things like that awesome. for parents you know like how to survive the hairdresser oh, <laughs> you, like, oh my goodness things. yes <laughs> <laughs> you're giving me flashbacks of my boy's childhood <laughs> lots of little free bits of information as well and you know it's it's um you know it's it's always an evolving process as well Mm. you know like I I I'm always adding content and adding uh little bits and pieces as we come across different struggles um you know it's it's super exciting times here yeah um yeah yeah that's so good well thank you so much for coming on the show and um all the best with um, the program and I hope it really takes off and it reaches a lot of people because I think it's really important. Oh, thank you, Joe. I'm really grateful for your support. Thank you so much. We'll chat to you again soon. Thank you. Thanks, Sharon. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.